Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marcia Casper Cook and we have a really good, it's a little shorter, the show will be a little shorter today, but it's going to be filled with lots of informative uh, in, lots of information that I think you'll need because it was very informative to me after 20 years in the business. I think that uh, when you hear what my guest KB will be talking about, you'll know what I mean. And um, so I, I've mentioned before that we have had some, I had a couple of reviews that weren't that great, and they were from KB, who's on the show today. And I thought I really liked how she reviewed uh, audiobooks and books because I, she mentioned some things to me on my review, and I actually thought she was right. So I thought that we talk about this a lot, about reviewers, and do we listen, do we not listen, and I, that's why I have her on today. So she'll talk about a little bit about herself, and then we could go into our conversation. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi. How are you, Marcia? Thank you for okay. I, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So tell everybody <laughs> okay. what you do and why you do this. <laughs> So I am basically a book reviewer, and I have been an avid reader all my life since elementary. And um, one of the things that uh, prompted me to start the blog and start um, reaching out and helping people was because I had always kind of done it in the background, and people were always asking me for recommendations and and whatnot. So um, on a whim, I was sitting at home, and I said, you know what, I'm – I'm going to publish a blog, and that's how Katie's book. There you go. (laughs) Well, you know, I I mean, look, you know, it it really, you know, people. A lot of times, people say, "Oh, we're not going to listen to the reviews," but you you can't help it. You know, I don't always look on, you know, the reviews, and because I don't really, you know, some people they know everybody that's reviewing their book, and I really don't. Mm -hmm. So um, when I saw your review, I said, "Oh." And then I thought about it, and I, I I knew some of the things that you said about my own story on uh, Guilty Pleasures probably were true, and I that's when I decided to have you on because I think – and then I looked at your blog, and I looked at your page, and you offer services, and, you know, I think it's hard to hear – Say you know for, to hear the truth sometimes, but it's really better. But that doesn't mean that a person has to listen to everything. But they just have to think about it, you know, because you can't right. always think, have someone say everything is fabulous. Exactly, and I think. That so what makes you? What makes you do this? What makes you well, like? How do you decide when you're listening what types mm-hmm. of books that you're going to promote and say are good? Well, if if 
I read a book or listen to a book, I'm going to offer a review, regardless, good or bad. Um, But I think it's important the way that I structure reviews because I try to always be um, constructive in the feedback that I give. Um, It's never my intention to ever be malicious. I think if you just write one line that says, this sucks. This was trash. Don't waste your credit. Some people do that. You know? Right, right. They do. Right. And it's not helpful at all to the author. No. And it's not helpful to the audience. So a lot of readers look at the reviews before they purchase a book or before they, you know, borrow a book or on Kindle Unlimited or what, what have you. And so those reviews are important for that reason, too, not just to aid the author and possibly helping them grow in their craft, but also yeah. – that's also going to affect their revenue stream because if a reviewer reads something, it's just, oh, this is trash. Don't waste your credit. Don't waste your dollars. Yeah. Okay, right. the next person is going to say, I'm not going to waste my time. Um, so what I try to do, I, I kind of give like two reviews. I'm either going to do a pro and con review, and it's just bullet points. It's going to hit the meat of what I want to say. And those are the ones that, I'm really not quite sure if I want to elaborate, but I do want you to know what I liked and what what I, what worked and what didn't work. And then yeah. the reviews where I get a little bit more uh, fleshed out and a little bit more elaborate probably had me in my feelings for a second, and I got a little emotional yeah. about it. Yeah, I some mean, point. when you're listening, so you, you do know? audio. How do you decide if you want to listen to a book on an audio book or you want to read it? I mean, uh, um, I'm always going to choose audio first. Yeah. yeah. I choose audio okay. first. Okay, I, I love audio books. So why why yeah. do you like it? I mean, I love it, and I keep telling everybody, you know. And yeah. I know the only thing is, it is expensive. On um, mm-hmm. you know, but everybody's got free codes. But you know, I think you probably found this out. Like a lot of people, they don't know what to do with the code. They can't, you know. And I wish they would make it easier. On, you know, right. for audibles, but I think people really are confused and they don't know what to do, so they don't even claim the audiobook and they're missing out because I love audiobooks. I, I do too, and because I listen to audiobooks while I'm working, while I'm driving, it allows yeah. me to still function and, and be productive right. while I'm still occupying my mind, learning something, or being entertained. So I love audiobooks for a number of reasons. With reading, you kind of have to be stationary. You can't really move right. about right. Um, and still get things done. You know, in this Like I think when I'm doing my hair or putting on makeup and doing yes. I can be listening, you know, and, <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, and I love it. I, I, and I keep talking about this. You know, um, I don't think you, you probably don't review children's books, but I have mentioned to people, because that's a hard, mm-hmm. nobody wants to review those. I mean, it's really difficult. Yeah. So now there's a lot of children's sites that are promoting it. But the fact of, ch- of uh, hearing it, I'm much better when I listen to something. I, it sinks in Me better. I, you know, mm-hmm. and I also think... As a writer, the one thing it does for people is, you know as well as I do, people out there going, like, oh, they didn't have a comma. Oh, they didn't have a period here. They didn't do this. This is capitalizing. Right. And even the best of editors make mistakes. So exactly. I think when you're listening to it, it's just free. You know, your mind is free. Exactly. And it does sound different than when you're, you know, sometimes when I hear my own books, it's like I don't even mm-hmm. remember where I was, how I wrote it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But when yeah. I read it, it's different. 
Right, and audiobooks bring the they bring the stories to life. With reading, you're kind of reading it with your own kind of your to, your own tone of how you're receiving it. But when you yeah. have someone like an E. Kane or Carrie Height or Sean Kristen in your ear and they're they're reading the book to you, all of a sudden it's like a little movie going on in my head, and I'm I'm seeing it and not just yeah. you know experiencing the the book itself. I'm it's coming to life for me. And there have been plenty of books where I say, oh my God, this should be a movie, you right. know. Right, and, you know, and I told you before the show it. started, I was a screenwriter, and I still am, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've just been doing books because it does, it's hard to get financing to do movies, which is tomorrow right. I have Renell, you know, I have really, tomorrow we're going to talk about screenwriting with Renell Golden, and um, I've seen her on all the, you know, for years on Facebook, and mm-hmm. then now she's coming on the show, and we'll talk about screenwriting because, you know, I... I love movies, and a lot of people, I, I'm surprised, though, when people are on my shows, so many people don't watch movies, they don't listen to audiobooks. I just, mm-hmm. I don't understand it sometimes, because, you know, you learn a lot, as an author especially, of when you're watching it, right. you know, rather you know, than, you know, audio, yeah. Audio opens you up also to a whole new audience, so it, it baffles me sometimes that authors don't take advantage of it. If they have it, you know, if it's available and it's in there, you know, if it's possible for them to take advantage of an audio production to, to employ a narrator, um, I always say go for it because you open yourself up to a whole new audience. There are some people that it, that refuse to read, you know, but yeah. they listen to audiobooks. Yeah, and you so know, a lot, you, a lot of people don't concentrate as well, and you can I mean, it, it it does take concentration to read it and that, it but does. when you're listening, some it's just like listening to someone talk, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, and that's why you know, and I was interested in you know what you said because I do know this that. You know, I happen to like an English accent. For me, I love it. However, I know what people years ago when we first started talking about audiobooks, I think it does matter. But the problem is, is it may some people may like it, some people may not like it, mm-hmm. and that right. the voice could. So how do you? I mean, what do you? You you wrote this. You know, you write reviews. So if it's the mm-hmm. voice there's really not a lot they could do if they're on Audible because they're kind of hooked in for seven years. Right. So there are, in, there are, I, that is really difficult, I think. So if you're working with, um, you know, a, a seasoned narrator, there are some who can change the inflection of their voice and give you, uh, you know, there's a female and male characters and they can change the inflection of their voice and give off different accents. Um, but there are some that are, you know, novices and uh, can only do one particular voice, yes. and that they all sound the same because they can only they can't they can't um, create the different voices, yeah. right? Yeah. So you just get the one. So there's no issue with someone having an English accent or an American accent, but it's, it's can they it's change? They can yeah. change it. Yeah. It's yeah. It, can they change yeah. it? Can they bring it out into a different character? Right. And I do think, yeah. you know, I mean, I do like that, but I know I um, had an audition where somebody auditioned for one of my books, and I, mm-hmm. the way they made the mother sound, I just, it was screeching, and it drove me crazy. I couldn't, right. I had to, and I, and I really didn't want to say no to the person, but I just couldn't take it. I, I mean, yeah. it was, re- he, it would have been better had he just read it. 
instead of trying right. to change the voice so much. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've noticed that I've I've been reading, listening to one where it is good when uh, they have the male version and the female, they keep going chapter to chapter, which mm-hmm. I kind of like that, you know, uh, hearing him and then hearing the female voice, you know, as her opinion. Yeah, so, yeah. But it doesn't happen often to me, the ones I've listened to. You know, mm-hmm. so do you listen, how many, I mean, like, let's say in a week, do you have a total that you want to listen to, or you just kind of go for whatever happens no, that week? I usually, just kind of whatever happens, because, like, last week I listened to three short books. They were four or five hours apiece, and so I, I managed to listen to three. This week I just started one, and it's 11 hours, but, um, and I have not finished it yet. I still have yeah. probably about a third of the book to go. So it just kind of varies. And it also depends on what I have going on at work or at home, if yeah. that's going to take my attention away from what I'm doing. So Now, you also yeah, uh, offer a lot of services, which, you know, <laughs> I, I actually found that part also interesting because you have different time, you know, amounts or, or how many, like you'll say five chapters, which usually people don't mm-hmm. do. And I thought that was a good idea because sometimes after five chapters, an author will say, "Do am I making sense of what I'm writing? Right. And so what how, I, do a lot of people I do offer, that with you? I mean, have you found that successful yeah. for you? It has been actually really um, successful for me so far. Um, I haven't been doing this that long officially. It's only been since March uh, 2019 yeah. officially, but um, offering the manuscript critique of the first five chapters of a book um, helps give the author an idea of, of the feel of the book, of how it's going to be received, and it's been probably my most requested service thus far, outside of the book reviews, which I do for free. Um, so what type of book? I, what type I, of books do you prefer reading? Do you have a choice? Or? Um, my preference is obviously fiction. But under the fiction umbrella, I like paranormal, mystery, erotica, and romance. And, you know, I mean, I do think, you know, that's a a large field, though. So how, you know, Mm -hmm. when you go on looking for books or you get them, I mean, this is what's very difficult, the genres. I mean, when Amazon, it's so hard to pick you know, sometimes when you're listening or reading, do you feel like maybe they should have been in another genre? It would be better for them to be yes. listed in another one. What do you do? Do you tell them? Because sometimes well, you're, people are listed in the wrong way. Yeah, so, for example, there's a series that I just read by an author. Um, he goes by the moniker, <clears throat> excuse me, Just Bay. And he has some books that are were listed under erotica, but they were actually just, Romance, they're black romance books. Yeah. But they were listed under erotica, and they were, I thought that was completely incorrect. You know, yeah. they were romance books and the traditional romance books. And so, so I was really confused yeah, see, as that's to why the they were. Yeah. And how do you get out of that? You don't see the problem you know, with erotica because I right I have tons of erotica authors on, mm-hmm. and the problem is once you get in that category. You might as well kiss your career goodbye now because Amazon throws it in the bottom, and that's not fair, but that's what it is. And most of them are not that erotic, you know, and it's just sex. And, see, like if you're reading a regular book, like a thriller, let's say, there's sex Mm -hmm. in it. 
So what, right. you know, this is what's the problem is what makes that just a regular thriller and romance and what makes erotica erotica because it's so off the rail now because people are so screwed up on their careers because they're not writing heavy erotic, but once they mm-hmm. get in those genres, people just won't read it's them and they out. don't even yeah. see them. Right. So I, I, I um, yeah, I just, I, I think it's just horrible, honestly, that they get pigeonholed that way because, yeah. you know, they're, it's, it's affecting their, their livelihood, you know, um, <clears throat> I don't what about titles? What about I, titles? I mean, how do you, you know, do you, if you think the title doesn't fit, do you say anything? I do. <laughs> you do. I know that's good. You know why? Because yeah. honestly, I'll tell you why. You know, I mean, I when I was, like, when I was doing screenplays, I think my titles were fine. But then when I tr- put them to a book, this is a problem for me now, and I, I now mm-hmm. recognize it, but... Um, I mean, you know, you can recognize things even five or ten years later. All of a sudden, something hits you, you know. Mm-hmm. And so in, like, a book, My Grand Central Station, I, at the time when I wrote the script, I, oh, I meant it to be a book that there's so much happening that that's what Grand Central Station meant to me then. And then I, I toss, and now I'm thinking I now because it's, years later i'm thinking i really mm-hmm. think the title should be changed but then i will probably lose some of my um book reviews however the publisher i use they said maybe not so but my problem is is once i title something it's like my a kid you know i can't change their name because yeah. then i'll be talking <laughs> about grand central station and meaning another you know because that's right in my head so i think yeah. for me i think and that's you know, I'm sure people ask for advice. So when you're thinking about a title, what do you tell people to do? Because we don't talk about this too often on my show. How do you think is the best way for them to choose a title that really fits that book? I think, and I don't know what their process is. I, I'm the first to admit I don't I'm either. not a writer, so I don't <laughs> know the process. I don't either, and but. I've been doing this. It's hard. But what gets what you I, to, what like, what makes you excited when you see it, like a title and you go like, oh, this seems intriguing? Right. So the title will be, say, um, Sinful Night. Okay? okay. But, and so I'm thinking, okay, there's going to be a little debauchery. There's going to be a little drama. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some action going on here, right? But then right. the body of the book, the actual story is very tame. There's nothing sinful about what's going on in the story. Yeah, so if those yeah. two things don't match up for me, then I'm I'm disappointed because I'm expecting because yeah. the title sets the expectation, yeah. right? So the title That's sets good, the expectation. Right, right. And if you if yeah. you let me down with the actual story, then I'm going, huh? I feel cheated. Yeah, all right. I, I'm writing so, this down yeah, because I think, I think that's is, a, this is really because yeah. we don't ever talk about that. So, right, yeah. you you expect it to be one. See, that's the thing. Even in a movie, like when I mm-hmm. see a movie, some titles just stick with me, and some titles right. just don't. So, right, and I think right, it's so difficult you, to make it memorable. You I want know. to make it memorable, but it also needs to be relevant to the actual story. I don't think I you can name it, um, you know, Sinful Night, and then it's about you making strawberries. 
Yeah. See, you know, I know. No, that's true. Because, like, even so. with my grand with Grand Central Station, see, what I it was mm-hmm. this it, it worked out good for a screenplay because it just was a lot of people in it, and there was so many things happening that that's why I figured it was just like you know just a lot going on. But you know, right. and maybe even though I'm even now that I'm listening to you because I'm doing a new cover on it, I'm thinking, well, maybe I should put something like that in my um maybe in my description so people that might not be thinking of what you know they might and think it's a train help. trip yes. you know now it's it, it's very different now so yeah. you know some that might be a problem or, yeah some people may think it's centered around grand central station i know that i know yeah you know and yeah. and you know it's kind of in a genre that was years ago that you know all these characters i write with a lot of characters and you know mm-hmm. sometimes i wish i didn't but when you're writing a screenplay it's a lot easier because when you write it in you just go oh this is the bus driver <laughs> this you know but right. when you're writing it in a book it's not that way yeah yeah. You know, and you know, and I, so I think you're fair in what you're saying. You know, and I think so. People, a lot of people get very upset, which you know, and I'm sure you get people yes. emailing you that if you give them I a do. bad review, what do they? What What do you try to explain to them that will make them understand that it wasn't like you hated the book; it was just there were things wrong with it. Well, what I try to do, um, and I actually owe a couple of people right now, is. If you requested a review from me, I always send you a link to it, and I always tell you, hey, if you have questions about why I made the comments yeah. that I made, please reach out to me. And then I do my best to give them specific, uh, you know, specific examples of what didn't work and what would have been a better suggestion. I mean, what, a, yeah. what would have been a better idea there. So, um, I mean, usually I've never had anyone that, Still took it in a negative way, and they were actually thankful for it because they didn't see it that way. Because I don't think we can yeah. judge our own work necessarily. No, no. So you're right. you have to be open to some criticism, and I think we all have to be respectful of each other. But you also have to be respectful of the readers and people who take the time to review your work because authors need reviewers. Reviewers, we need you. We need you to be creative. We need you to keep producing great things. And um, I think in order for our relationship <laughs> to continue, <laughs> it needs, we need to be able to communicate well with each other. Well, I'm and still talking to you. Other, I'm yeah. talking so, to you. Right. <laughs> you know, you you know because I me, actually I said, know there were some of the things that you said, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. but maybe other people didn't see it. So structurally, you know, yeah. a lot of people don't look at a book that way. So, and I think right. for an author – when we're reading it ourselves, you know, we're going over and over and over. While, and when we read it to ourselves, you know, over and sometimes maybe too much, you know. And right. uh, a screenplay is a lot different, which we'll, I'll talk about tomorrow. But a screenplay is a lot different that way. And, you know, but when you try to adapt it into a book, you know, um, it, it is difficult. And I used it as outlines, yeah. but I changed it all. And I'm a person that changes a lot. And even even yeah. years ago, when people were liking the screenplay, you know, and they told me to change the part, I ended up changing the whole thing, and that's really not what you need to do. You right. know, you can make yeah. a, a couple, like, you know, by listening to what you said, you know, I changed, like, a synopsis a little bit of mm-hmm. my, on the description. However, on Audible, they don't change it 
They're not even changing yeah. the cover. See, that's the difference. And then even in my Grand Central Station, they put it in the sexier kind, and there is no such a thing. So I, we don't, so I think people don't understand that when you're in audibles, they make the decisions, not us. And, and we can right. change things on Amazon, but not on Audible. Mm-hmm. So how do you I, get, I, yeah, you know, I, what, what, why do you think that is? Or what can people do to get rid of it? I mean, that's hard. That's a tough one. And I honestly have no suggestion yet, but that is something that I noticed. And, you, you've noticed um, that, yeah. I, yeah, I have noticed that. Um, come across it and not really sure how you can change that on Audible. See, right, because, you know, it says, like, you know, like my my book, well, Guilty Pleasures, let's say, was a steamy romance, but Grand Central Station Mm -hmm. is not. And, you know, and they put them in the wrong... Once it's there, they won't change it. Even the cover, I just tried, I changed the cover, and they said, no, you can change it on Amazon, the audio book, but not on Audible's. Yeah. Because and I'm and not so, sure that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, it is tough. I mean it really is that's a tough right. one. so how can people, you know, when they're just starting out, I mean, I think the some of the services that you offer, you know, like the you know, the manuscript critique, I mean, that's really mm-hmm. something I, I've not seen before. Is that's probably why people are interested in it. Because sometimes yeah. at chapter five you go, Oh, is this gonna make a book? This gonna do yeah, it. and so, and even with the manuscript critique, it's just not, <clears throat> excuse me, a manuscript critique. I'm giving you, I at least I attempt to give you a little counseling as well, and give you suggestions yeah. on how to market it, what direction you want to take the book in, um, how to sell it, you know, once it's published. And so I try to give a little advice to just for my, you know, again, I'm still a novice, I'm still learning myself, but. I, I always try to pay it forward and always try to make sure that, especially with indie authors who are just coming out and they're not yeah. really sure which way to go and they don't really have a whole literary team in their corner, I try right. to be that team. You know? Yeah, and, and so I I'm think that's a help. You, yeah, yeah I, I think so. And I've not had any negative um, feedback from anyone that I've helped in that way. And I, I'm proud to say that a handful of the people that I've helped have gone on and are – uh, they have some big things in the works for 2020, and I'm really yeah, excited good. for them. Yeah, yeah, they have some really huge things coming in 2020, and I think, you know, I feel it makes me feel good to know that I had a little bit of, you know, a little hand in it, and um, I think they're going to be fabulous. Yeah, yeah that's because sometimes you do need a lot of, you know, I mean, uh, I'm actually going to have a show pretty soon, maybe after the first of the year, because a lot of people mm-hmm. start self-doubting themselves which they do. really yeah. gets bad, you know, and uh, some people should have a little more doubt because they don't. They just put the stuff out and they don't care, and maybe that's good for them. Mm-hmm. I wish I could do that, you know, and but a lot of people can't. And then you read your things over, and then you're wondering, well, and that's a problem with the marketing. What would you suggest, like a new author, What, what after they're done with their book, how do you feel they should market it? Because so that's hard. with it is, and I, I think it starts with offering, making sure that your engagement. I think engagement is key when you are yeah. just starting out. I, well, even for you know, the season, season people, I think that yeah, I I think engagement is key. That is the first thing you need to make sure that you're engaging with your audience, people that you follow, people that follow you. Engagement, 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 and then yeah. after that, well, mixed in with that comes with 
you know, put out little teasers. Maybe one of your characters is speaking to you and they had this really yeah. prolific line in the story. And you just want to put out a teaser with that line and the character's name. Yeah, I so believe in teasers. I have intrigue. a lot of teasers. Yeah. yeah I, I think a, a lot of people don't. And I think that's a problem because the more teasers you have, the better it is. Because um, it does. I, yeah. I think people need to keep seeing your name out there. And I'm even doing now on Instagram, I'm even just putting some kind of pictures or something that I like now because I, I you know, it does, you know, we don't, a lot of times we don't know if we're doing it too much, but I, after talking to somebody for Amazon a few, a few months ago and actually they were talking to me about what to do and they were saying that it's never too much. And whereas I right. might think, oh, my God, it's too much. It's not really, and especially now, because not everybody's seeing everything. So I exactly. think that's the other thing. So Instagram seems to be something. How do you feel about that? Inst- I think it's pretty fast and easier a lot of times. I, I think it's a quick way to network with people and reach wider audiences. Um, so I think it's a great tool. Um, I don't know how this how it's going to work now is they're removing likes, even though I know. we should still I be know. able to see our own likes. We can still see our yeah. own. Other people can't see it. So I don't know how that's going to work and how it's going to affect people, but I still think it's going to be an effect, a, a great effective tool if used yeah. correctly. Yeah, you know, I, so, I think so too. I, you know, I do yeah. because I think that, you know, what's been happening is, you know, well, certainly on Facebook now, they're not – you're, you don't even know, a lot of people don't want to share or they don't want to like, but they are seeing it. So I tell right. people just keep putting stuff out because just because you think nobody's looking at it, that's not true. They just don't want to engage. That is because so true. They, right, and they don't want to be on your list. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to make a mm-hmm. comment. They just want to keep going. And so I think, so yeah. if they don't see likes anymore or they don't see shares, it doesn't matter. But it's hard for people because then they feel like oh nobody's seeing my work you right. know but that's not true that is not true because you still you can look at your own page say for instagram for example and you can view the insights for any post you can see your yeah. the audience that you reached you can see the number of, of likes that you received you can see the number of clicks you know um if you're promoting something that's a sponsored ad or anything you can see the um the sales that are connected to it i believe so yeah. you can still see that it's being effective, but it's again, I think it all boils back down to engagement. Yeah, yeah, and I so, think yeah. that you know that was one of the things. Um, you know, a lot of times people, you know, they wonder if they should be on a radio show, which is this is the truth. Radio shows, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been for ten years, go immediately on Google, and most people that have been on the show, they notice the difference. I don't myself because I've been doing it so long, but I do know every mm-hmm. time I do a show, it goes right on Google, and a lot of times, and like the links now just stay. My links to my show have stayed. There's like shows for eight years. They're on iTunes. You know, I didn't even know they were all out there, but they are. So I think people, you know, and even when they do things now, which I don't see, you know, actually I saw somebody I liked. They had a video on Facebook and I can't Mm -hmm. find who they are now. (laughs) I wanted to have them on the show (laughs) because, you know, you know, sometimes you don't see it again. So I think people, they stop, they don't promote themselves as much because they think it might be too much. And that's not good either. And I'm, and I'm bad about that, honestly, because um, you can see that I'm working, you can see that I'm reviewing, you can see that I'm doing things, but I don't also 
I'm really bad about promoting my own brand, which is terrible. So that's I, one of yeah. my goals for 2020 history. Well, there you are. I'm you're on the show now. Right, you're on. No, oh, and I, I really, I have been talking about you because, you know, I, and I meant it for people. The truth is, you know, because I, I, I did take into consideration several of the comments that you made, and I do agree with them. I can't change them right now because you can't always change, like, on audiobooks. Right. But for my next one, and for, you know, and that's what made me think, oh, Grand Central, maybe I should have maybe changed the name, you know, title, and then I thought, well, you know, it, for normal people, let's say, not me, that are not on the radio all the time <laughs> right. and don't keep talking about your book, you can change the book and you can change the cover, too. You right. know, I do a lot right. of that. It is, you know, but you can't change it on audio. So that's the only problem yeah. that way. You know, they really don't let you do a lot. So uh, where can yeah. they reach you? I know you can't stay forever, but I want you to come on again for sure. But uh, tell me where they can reach you. And I, I think your service is really good, and I think you're honest, and I think that, you're, you know, if you continue doing it the way you are, I do think you'll be a help, and I hope people will take, you know, look, at if they don't like what you say, Somewhere along the line, they may go, oh, maybe she's right. You know, you have to be honest enough <laughs> yeah. to, your, for, to to believe that maybe you're not. You know, people do tend to think sometimes that they're perfect, and that's not really the case, you know. Right. I mean, that's why I've been doing the show for all these years, because I there's a lot of mistakes that I make, and I think by telling people that, they know that, that they have made mistakes too, but I'm still doing this. You know, and I don't want to yeah. give up. And, you know, and I think when someone like you comes along and does something honestly like that, I think that's good. So I hope you continue you. to do that for people and thank help you, them. So and what, what would you, like, what's your favorite things that you like to do as far as, like, reading the manuscript or just listen? You said you like listening better than everything else, right? That's I like listening yeah, that's, I, I really love listening, but I also enjoy the manuscript critiques. I like proofreading the work. I like being yeah. able to offer some honest feedback. And I do offer like a detailed book review where I touch on everything from content to structure to flow um, to the grammatical side of things. And I also touch on how I perceived it, I mean, how I received the book. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just depends on what I think that person needs. Because you may come to me for a free book review, right? But if I see something is lacking, um, I'm, I'm going right, to offer. Right, and I think and I think actually it's a good way. It's a good way for you to get out there too to get known more. Yeah. Because I think that you know just the same old, same old. If people are just telling people, you know, you know, a lot of people they 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 read a book for someone else to read a book, so they both give each other five stars or whatever, and, right, you know, and then the, right. and then when someone's reading it, they go, really? You know, I mean, but, you, yeah. know, every, you know, some may like a book and some may not. So yeah. uh, t- tell them your blog and uh, what are your so plans the for the future for them that, so they know you. about okay. what's so, going to happen. <laughs> the blog is KB's Bookshelf, and you can reach me at www.kbsbookshelf.com. Or you can shoot me an email at kbsbookshelf at gmail.com. Um, for 2020, I am proposing a few projects to a couple of publishers. Um, I'm also going to hopefully get into audiobook narration for myself. Yeah, that's, oh, that's um, good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm also trying to, for... Um, indie authors, and specifically black indie authors, because I don't think they have enough representation, I am going to offer a social media service 
um, surrounding virtual book tours. Yeah, I think, you know, right, I've had, you know, on my show, you know, I I know what you're saying, because, I mean, my show, Mm -hmm. I've done shows for 10 years, I have every subject, you know, and if you feel that there are some authors that you would like me to have on my show, just let me know, because I'm fine with, you know, because I, you know, I have had, you know, because there are a lot of shows that I've had other people won't have, I'm open Mm -hmm. to everything, because I think that this is life, you are who you are, and it doesn't, you know, we've had, LGBT. I've had everything, you know, on my show because everybody and everything. Because I do believe that people should just read. It doesn't really matter to me, and I think there's a lot of people out there. So I'm fine to have any of your authors that you think aren't getting out there. You know that you know. Just let them let me know. You know, because romance is romance. Love is love. Romance is is romance, and it shouldn't matter. (laughs) You know who you are, and and it really doesn't. You know, when someone's reading a book. I mean, it's just you get into the story. What is the difference? You know, right. I mean, that's how I look at it, you know. So I'm yeah. happy to have any people that you know that would don't feel, you feel that are not getting on shows or whatever, just let them contact me. I'm fine. I absolutely you know. will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, and I do think, you know, right, and I, th- I think if you do the narration, that would be good because you also know what not to do now. Right. <laughs> you know, right. And, but no, that really comes great. with it. Yeah, that comes with it. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I know you I know you're busy today and thank you. I want you to I appreciate it so much cuz I know we we're supposed to have you on before. So, you know, and if you have free time and you want to come on again, just let me know because I this is a good subject to talk about because, you know, people aren't realizing as much about audibles as they should and, you know, audio I right. love audiobooks. I mean, yeah, right. so thank you again and I appreciate it. And um, anytime, you're welcome to come on. All right, thank and you I'm for not having sure. I, so much. I I'll send myself. you. I'll send you. I'll send you a book or two, maybe, maybe, of my new one. Well, we'll see. I expect to get another book or two from you. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Thanks again. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, so for tomorrow, I'm just, you know, before we end the show, I have tomorrow will be Renelle Golden, and it's we're going to talk about screenwriting and books to movies and everything like that. She's been on Facebook for years, so she's also done this for years, and it's it's going to be very good because I love the screenwriting shows because, actually, I, I'm going to be putting my screenplays up in different places now. Uh, while I was an agent, I never could because I was promoting my clients, so now it's probably my turn. So I think that uh, if you have any questions tomorrow, just, you know, call into the number, which is 714-242-5259, and we'll be on it. Uh, 4 Eastern, 3 Central, and then I have two more shows coming up in December, and that's it for the year. I can't even believe it'll be the end of the year. Uh, Thomas Ear and Nathan Colson will be on December 3rd, and Jean Jokum will be my last show of the year, and she's been on before. She's a contemporary romance writer, and it's going to be a fun show. So anybody wants to come on, just let me know. And if you're afraid or you're, you know, not feeling like you want to come on alone, uh, I'll put you in a group, and then you won't feel, you know, that you have to be doing the whole show by yourself. So again, thank you very much, and everybody have a great day. Bye.